Today's game, GQ Barbecue, Colorado's only championship barbecue presents Denver Game Day. Here's Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Two and old baby for the Colorado Buffaloes. They're going to be a top 20 team in the country. If you missed any of our Buffs recap and you want to dial into it, after the show on denversports.com or wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're dialing into the Fan Weekends podcast, Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. But Kyle, it's time for some NFL football. Last night, as I was preparing for today's show, as you do so well, as I thank you, and it was a very long day, I was sitting there recapping all the CU stuff and and thinking to myself, how am I going to transition my brain over to the NFL because last year we didn't have to worry about this right last year it was like oh the Buffs played yeah they played don't worry they lost by 40 <laughs> don't yeah they played don't worry about it yeah um but this year that's not the case so we have a lot more to get into it's it's a jam-packed Sunday morning every single Sunday this fall but it's exciting though man oh it's a great it really it's is great I mean how could you complain about it right now well we, we got some downers out there but it, you know Downers. They're, 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 Can I share them, something? them in the Matt Rule category. Let me share something from. Let me share something. I just got somebody tweet at me. Shane, shout out to Shane. Says at Real Matt Smith. Funny, by the way, at Real Matt Smith on Twitter. Matt yeah. with one T. There you go. At Coach Reese, if he lets you follow. Uh, at Real Matt Smith. Funny. I'm on my regular coffee Sunday drive, listening to the fan, enjoying completely the Buff talk. Didn't even think about the Broncos until you just said it. I'm so happy that the Buffs. Are relevant again. Shout out to Shane. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And if you want to chime in on the conversation, please feel free to do so. 303-713-1043 on the Ramoslaw.com text line. But we have Denver Broncos football. It's been a really long offseason. We are finally here. Talk to me about expectations for this season. You and I were at training camp, first day of pads. We saw Tim Patrick go down. Second year in a row, I saw him go down, unfortunately. Yeah. Not going to first day of pads next year. <laughs> you stay your behind at home. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's 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 the road to redemption here, hopefully, for Russell Wilson. With Sean Payton, talk to me about your expectations for this team, how they change throughout the offseason through training camp, and where we sit today on September the 10th, heading into the first week of the regular season. Uh, really difficult to tell from a win-loss standpoint where they're going to be. I, I expect them to be better because, you know, we've done this exercise quite a few times on the air where – we count at least three games, if not four to five games that were lost from a procedural standpoint. So you expect them to at least split that, maybe get to seven, eight, nine wins somewhere in there. Uh, but that's still difficult to tell because from a, a roster and talent standpoint, uh, they still have uh, some deficits. And then the injuries haven't helped, especially when you're injured in doggone August, right? And we're talking about a 17-game season. So I think a hot start, obviously, this week against the Raiders. And then, uh, obviously, you got Washington coming in here next week. I, I think that will help in, in helping them have a successful season. But I expect them to um, rid themselves of the procedural mishaps that just foiled so many games for them last year. Adam Schefter yesterday reported that Jerry Judy is expected to be out. So that challenge becomes maybe even a little tougher today without your number one ride receiver. 
and what figured to be maybe your number two or number three wide receiver in Tim Patrick. So it's going to be a thin receiver room. It, they went from 12 to four. Yeah, it got real three and lonely, a half. got real lonely in there real fast, unfortunately. And they're going to have to deal with that obstacle. I think they're bringing up Philip Dorsett from the practice squad today. Did they bring up little Jordan Humphrey, too? Did we see that? I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to see if Cliss confirmed that. But either way, Dorsett comes up today. Albert Okwebunam didn't make the team, and so you're set with your tight ends with Troutman, Manhurts, and Dulcich. We'll see how they utilize all these guys. I can't wait to see Sean Payton's offense in effect, Kyle. I really can't. The flashes that we saw in the preseason indicate a brilliant offensive strategist. Somebody that's going to be able to scheme and game plan and make life miserable for opponents with the offensive side of the football, which we have been clamoring for here in Denver. But it's all on Russ, man. You can call the right play. You can have everything set up. But if your dude isn't a dude, what do you really have? Yeah, and and listen, Deion Sanders knows it too. And I'm going to go on record. Players make coaches. They absolutely do. And, uh, and and we'll see if this is going to operate in a more efficient way and if there's going to be a happy marriage between the two. But you're right. Sean Payton's not going to throw a pass today or any time in the near future. Not like, <laughs> it is all for not us. like Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look. And Pete is still spinning. Oh, he's he 70, man. I know. Pete looked good out there. Golly, man. But body in motion stays in motion, man. Yeah, no, Sean Payton's more of a screwdriver slushy and, uh, you know, round of golf type of guy. Don't get my Jordans dirty. <laughs> What do you expect out of Russ? I mean, we've seen him have a better training camp than he did last year. He looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's more decisive. This is a big proving year for Russ, man. If anybody ought to be fired up for this game, it ought to be Russ to go out there and set the record straight, right? I'm fired up for a huge bounce back. I really am. Uh, And in part, you know, Sean Payton, we we can't pretend like he doesn't play a factor in this, but there's just, um, I I think there's a, a pridefulness And I think Russell Wilson maybe can reflect upon what got him into the league. Remember, this is a third-round pick that was hit behind Matt Flynn, right? You reflect on those things and what catapulted you to to stardom. Man, you got got to try to uh, reignite some of those things. And I'm looking forward to that. Against San Francisco in the second week of the preseason, something happened that I think was a dead giveaway for what we're about to see this year. Russ was gaming. Russ had to run a ton in the preseason, so much so to the point where Sean Payton, even though he said it was the plan, pulled him. Seen enough of that. Exactly. Said, look, okay, I get it. And here's the bottom line. We've talked about it all offseason long, four and nine and one-score games. This year, things aren't going to change that much. You're going to have to win by hook or by crook. And while you have Sean Payton, who's going to put Russell Wilson in a position to have some success this year, Russ still has to convert. And good chance that at some point this year, Probably on multiple occasions, Russell Wilson's going to have to make a play for you late in the fourth quarter, and hopefully he can do that this year. The Broncos have a chance to snap a six-game losing streak to Vegas to open up the Sean Payton era, just like we saw up in Boulder yesterday. You cannot lose that game, buddy. You cannot lose. If CU had lost to Nebraska, the amount of win that would have been taken out of their sales, tough to explain, okay? Tough to explain. No, that was never going to happen. But this game today... Much more of a coin flip. You're talking about Josh McDaniels, one of the most notorious sports figures in Denver sports history. Agree or disagree with that? Yeah. Notorious is a yeah, it's a good sure, word. For sure. I can yeah. think of some other ones, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that word of the day, that word of the day, toilet paper is just paying off. Like, I thank you for that gift that you gave me last Christmas. I have expanded my vocabulary immensely. Yeah, that was yesterday's You're word. Supposed immensely. To read it before you use it. Oh. <laughs> Little Jordan Humphrey, by the way, per Mike Kliss yesterday, was also activated. So the Broncos wide receiver room today looks a little like this. Cortland Sutton, Brandon Johnson, Marvin Mims, Little Jordan Humphrey, and Philip Dorsett. I was saying to Nate Jackson the other day that the Broncos have to have five wide receivers. He's like, no, you can play with four. And I said, "Who? What? are there teams in 2023 that play with four active receivers? He's like, well, when I played, I said, yeah, that was 50, 60 years ago. <laughs> I mean, that was like turn. That was like right after World War II. They still like, had featured backs then. Yeah, you play with leather helmets. It's just it's crazy. But today for the Broncos, I expect a very inspired performance. I do. There's a lot of players in that locker room that have done a lot of losing. A lot of losing. And Sean Payton and part of the Seth Wickersham piece talked about needing to teach this team to win. And one of the themes that we saw through the preseason, now, there's an asterisk here because it was the second and third teams. But the Broncos team that we saw perform this preseason struggled to close out games. And he talked about learning how to win. I I hope, I hope you've got tons of players. Justin Simmons, man. Justin Simmons has never been in the playoffs. You're telling me that Justin Simmons isn't going to be fired up to start a year with, with real direction? Like, this, these guys knew last year that things were off to a rocky start in camp. Now they feel like they have direction headed into the season. That to me, if I were in their position, that would that would fire me up, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and listen, I think that's another thing that can help Russell Wilson out is not only the direction, but you don't have to do it alone. And sometimes I feel like, or uh, watching the games last year, he felt like it was all on him, right? I, I have to be super creative. I have to make a world-beating play. Um, and, and I think that's something that Sean Payton has. Recorrected, recorrected, and put him back in his lane. You, even with the comments, I didn't mind the comments about kissing the babies. By the way, right? You're not running for office. I actually like that thing. Um, so yeah, get those guys back in their lane. We can do this together. No one has to do it alone. What do we see out of Jimmy G and Josh Jacobs? Oh boy! And what kind of threat do, does Devonte Adams pose for this Denver defense? We'll dive into that next, as well as everybody's favorite segment. We're going to take a lap around the league. That's right, baby. Pick'em is back. We got some picks, and we'll bring them your way. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Getting you set for today's game, GQ Barbecue, Colorado's only championship barbecue presents Denver Game Day. Here's Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Broncos and Raiders. Rivalry week. Let's fire it up, huh? Been way too long around here not to have something to be really excited for on Sundays. This organization has a very proud tradition, and over the last seven years, it's just been brought to its knees, Kyle. It has been. Broncos fans, how, how do you think Broncos country is feeling heading into today? Oh, I think there's a ton of optimism. I, and starting off with the Raiders doesn't hurt. So I, I don't. I wouldn't doubt that there's an equal amount of excitement as there was yesterday in Boulder. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, It's, it's going to be popping it in yeah, power sure. today. And if you're headed down there, we hope you have a great time. Be safe today. A little bit of an overcast day. Is it going to continue? I haven't looked at the weather That's forecast. That's what I was just, you took the words out of my mouth. Hold on. We'll see how that continues. Hit KJ up. Yeah. <laughs> it, we'll see how that continues. 74 conti- kickoff. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take that. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. I'll take guys that. all day. 
I'll take that, man. That'll be a great that'll be a great day for football. It will be. And there is a heck of a slate. We're going to take a lap around the league here in just a second. But I want to talk about this Raiders team and the threat they pose to the Broncos. Um, defensively, it starts with Max Crosby, right? I mean, we know this guy's credentials. 11 and a half sacks. And not just that. It's not what he can do to your quarterback. It's what he can do to your running game. The tackles for loss factor doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to Max Crosby. The Broncos are going to have to find a way to establish a ground game early today, Kyle, because as we saw throughout the preseason, that will be the catalyst for De- it'll it'll be the actuator for Denver's offense, the running game, because everything comes off of that in Sean Payton's offense. At least it's going to have to with Russell Wilson under center. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the game plan is because there's. There's uh, two different schools of thought on how you deal with a player like that. In college, you you read that player, right? You make him make a decision and make him wrong at least half of the time, right? Well, you're not going to do that with Russell Wilson. <laughs> you're not going to be you're not going to pitch, you're not going to run a ton, ton of zone read. You might see some design QB runs by the way. Um, but I think the other school of thought is you run right at him. Right down their throat? Right. You run right at them. Hell yes, you that, do. That's, that's, how, that's how you deal with dynamic players like that. You, either, you either make them a decision maker or you run right at them. Buddy, they just spent $85 million on a contract for Mike McGlinchey, making him the highest paid offensive lineman in franchise history. Bang his head. They just paid Ben Powers a $50 million yeah. contract. This offensive line has huge expectations. For the Broncos to get to where they want to go this year, that unit up front has to have a big time season. And it starts today. Because you have to deal with the challenge that is Max Crosby. But you won't have to deal with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is not going to play today. And things keep, Weird. he keeps leaking text messages, man. And how, how big of a distraction do you think that is for this team? I, I mean, it's typical Raiders, and it's not just Las Vegas Raiders. It's typical Raiders fashion to have some right. kind of ignorance right. going on right before a game. You remember the Super Super Bowl thirty seven? They couldn't find their center. You know, it's like, it's that kind of thing that they have happening all the time. So I'm not surprised. And he's a Jones. Right? <laughs> hey, there's yeah. something to say right there. Don't fool with them, brothers. Like, now, now, don't mess with them. Yeah. But you mess around, you're going to find out. They, they That's are, for sure. They got, you know, they, they bread ain't done. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Since 2015, Denver's 4-10 against the Raiders. That's not good enough, man. Four and flat no. out. Flat out not good Four enough. In. They were 1-5 in their division last year. If the Broncos want to make the playoffs, you probably have to be 4-2 this year in the division. And you can be. I think he can, too. Absolutely. But it has to start today with a win. I, I find <clears throat> if you don't win today, four wins in the division might be a bit of a challenge. On the, on, the, on the back end for Las Vegas, that's not a strong unit. They're secondary. Rocky Yassin is now in Baltimore. He was a, one of their bigger corners last year. There's not a lot of talent back there. Look, if there was any day for Russ to get off the schneid, and to start and set a great tone for 2023, it's today. It's today against this defense that was one of the worst in football last year. And and with Sean Payton at the helm for a team that averaged 16.9 points per game last year, Kyle, buddy, that's got to come up. And and I want to see early starts, right? Like how many times last year did they come out, go three and out, go three and out, their defense is out there for a couple of drives. It's like, man, you're already behind the eight ball buzz again. Kill. Super buzzkill, man. So, again, you you are looking for them to sustain drives, stay on the field, and keep the, the stronger unit out there, right? Uh, and the defense for the Raiders, as you said, is not their strongest unit. So, so make them run, make them hit, make them play all day. Um, I'm looking for Greg Dulcich in particular, 
right? Because hmm. I think he can be a matchup problem in that secondary. Nate said the same thing to me the other day. Yeah, I, I think I think today is a great day for him to have a day. Well, if you're trying to absorb some of the blow from losing Jerry Judy, and if you missed it, Adam Schefter yesterday reported that Judy is not going to play, still dealing with that hamstring. He was trending toward making progress this week. Sounds like it's not going to be too much longer. They're going to be without Judy, though, which is great because coming off of signing or, or, or at least picking up his fifth-year extension, right, that they did this offseason, huge year for Judy. But today it's going to be Cortland Sutton, Brandon Johnson, Marvin Mims, and then yesterday calling up from the practice squad, Philip Dorsett and Lil Jordan Humphrey. We haven't seen any of Philip Dorsett yet. They brought him in after the preseason. And then Lil Jordan Humphrey didn't end up making the 53 because all, all of Sean Payne's draft picks did. Of course. <laughs> I like the matchup for Denver's offense today. Am I crazy for liking it? No, because really we've talked about one player. It's Crosby, right? But other than that, you, the Raiders' defense doesn't scare you. You know who else they lost last year? Denzel Perryman. Yeah. They're, they're outstanding inside linebackers, no longer a member of that team. Running the ball will be easier. You got Javante, Samaje, and the spark plug, Jaleel McLaughlin. And you're better at it. Man, if they don't go out there today and run the ball down their throat, it would be disappointing, wouldn't it? Go for 125. Minimum. Minimum today. How many carry, how, how do you think they break up these carries today? I'm okay if they split it down the middle. I'm okay if it's even 60-40 P. Ryan. Really? Yeah. It could be because you're still it, – it, listen, you don't have to rush that process because you have capable players, and then you have found gold in Jaleel McLaughlin, who can be a change of pace guy, so you don't have to rush this process with Javante Williams. I know he's ahead of schedule. Everybody's excited about it, but you don't have to get carried away with it. Well, here's what I'll say about this team, okay? I am going to trust my eyes over logic. If I were to trust logic – then week two of the preseason against San Francisco, Javante Williams would have had one series and been out. Instead, Javante Williams had like, yeah. what, five, six targets and five, six carries. He looked fine. And that was one thing that I was really encouraged by because as training camp started, this dude athletically did not look like himself. And then he bounced back in a major way, looked like he's ready to go. I would not be surprised if the carries looked like Javante with 15, Samaje with 10, and Jaleel with maybe five or six, maybe not even. But Jaleel McLaughlin will be used because that is a skill set the Broncos don't have outside of him. And you weren't counting on. No, that's found gold yeah. is what that is. I mean, that's found gold. You, you take that and run before anybody finds out you got it. On the other side, Denver's defense, I think, also matches up really well. You're talking about a team that heading into training camp, Kyle, heading into camp, we were talking about this pass rush as not being where it needed to be. Well, turns out that that ended up being one of the most pleasant surprises of all of training camp. Their outside linebacking group and that defensive line. Now, they brought in Zach Allen. They've got DJ Jones, and Jonathan Harris had a strong preseason. But we also saw impressive strides made by Matt Henningsen and Elijah Garcia. There you go. I'm excited to watch that group. I think they can be a real pain in the behind. And, right, they can be the kryptonite to Josh Jacobs. Well, they're going to have to be today. Golly. I mean, that's a Broncos killer. You know, there's just some dudes that when they play your team, they just give you hell, right? You just, oh, I hate having to deal with this guy. That's who Josh Jacobs is for Broncos country. We've seen him single-handedly win games for Vegas before. So do I anticipate him having the workload that he normally does today? I don't know, because he missed most of training camp being a holdout, right? Now he gets back into the fold, whereas maybe in this matchup, 
if he were up to full speed, you'd see 28 carries, maybe 26, 28 carries. Today, I'd be surprised if he got much higher than 20. I, I think they're going to play him. You think he just full metal jacket? Play him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you might need to because Jimmy G doesn't quite have the arm talent that Derek Carr did, but Jimmy G's a winner, man. Jimmy G is a winner. Jimmy G is 40 and 17 as a starter. So, you know, he's had success in the NFL. It helps when he has the weaponry, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that this is necessarily the, the case in Las Vegas right now. What you mean? Wait, 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 wait. Watch your mouth. Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, come yeah, on. They're now. not George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Buddy, that's and, way and, better. And they're not Brandon Ayuk and, and uh, what's the other kid, Jennings. They, they, I, I think he, his weaponry in San Francisco was far better than what it is in Las Vegas. Okay, that's fair. But let's just not gloss over that. Like, they're not better than what the Broncos are going to trot out there today. I'm just saying, like, we're going to keep things 100. Let's keep it 100. Devontae Adams is better than anybody the Broncos have at the skill positions. Okay? Yeah, Devontae is is a lot better than anybody in the league, right? Hunter Renfro might be better than all the receivers the Broncos have. No. He's not better than Cortland Sutton? I, I think he might be craftier. Here's my point. But I don't is think it's a, a conversation. So don't think that they don't have anything over there because they got some dudes too. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying they got okay. some dudes. So, so, so don't don't gloss over it. Okay. So are you on Jimmy G or are you off Jimmy G? I mean, I can't tell. I don't know with Jimmy G because I think the way that Devontae Adams has had so much success is based purely on quarterback chemistry. He spent years with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best of all time, and then he went back to his college quarterback. What's it going to look like with somebody you've never played with before? I worry about his attitude. Well, if they start losing, yeah, I worry about that too. However, in week one, I think it'll be a little different. One thing that we saw in the second matchup with the Raiders last year was Devontae absolutely eat Patrick Sertan's lunch. I'm sorry, he did. Seven balls, 141 yards, and two TDs, and walked it off in overtime. That's a day, my friend. Now, he averaged 20 yards per catch, though, in the second matchup. In game one, he did have over 100, but it was on, I believe, nine balls, and his average was only at about 11. If you remember... Only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you'll remember... Well, for him, that's a dude that's going to get his. He averages a first down every time he touches the ball. He's going to get his. You just got to limit him in some way, shape, or form. Now, in the first matchup at home last year in Vegas, I thought Patrick Sertan did a much much better job, and I thought the Broncos in general did a better job, maybe because it was a product of it being earlier in the season when there was more hope and more to play for, but there was more tight man coverage. I felt like second matchup, they played off a little bit. It burned them a bit. Was Justin Simmons out in that matchup? No, I think he played all year. Who, Justin Simmons? Well, he missed like three games in the middle of the year. Yeah, he got hurt. I can't remember oh, you're if he right. was he out was. against you know that, what? He might that have second been. game Good against question. the Raiders. Good question. He might have been. Uh, because that, that matters, right? Big but time. The, but the truth is, you know, uh, you play cornerback in the NFL long enough, you, you're going to have a day like that. You, you're going to have a day where you flat out get torched, and the best of them have. So, you know, it, it, it's our job to tell the truth, right? And and he didn't play well, but, you know, listen, you play 17 games, you have two bad ones, it's going to happen in the NFL. So but you expect that guy to bounce back. I expect him to rise to the challenge because he is an elite defender recognized universally as such. So the Broncos beat go. Jimmy G last year, 11 to 10. I anticipate Denver stopping. <laughs> With those weapons that I was bragging about. Right, exactly. I, I anticipate, well, Jimmy G also missed all of training camp and wasn't supposed to be even on that roster last year. So maybe that had a bit to do with it as well. He's on the per sale plan. <laughs> he was, wow, damn, man. That's Mike. You can't just, Mike's going to play today. He was practicing on the other field. 
Yeah, but it was different. They were trying to ship Jimmy out, and they couldn't get what they wanted for him. He yeah. ended up being their savior. We'll see how it goes for San Francisco, by the way. We're about to get to them, but I wanted to say this about Jimmy. He doesn't have the arm talent Derek Carr has, and I think you're going to see a lot more 15 yards and in from this Raiders offense this, this year. I mean, are you worried about Jimmy G beating you deep? No. I am worried about Devontae Adams one-on-one, though. Sure. I you mean, it, as, as you should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. As you should no, be. No, but they'll scheme it, right? And especially if the run game is going well, you get some play action and you get guys' eyes in the backfield, you might have some problems with that. Well, here's the other part of it, is Vance Joseph's defense is going to be more aggressive. Now, they're going to take more chances, but they might give up more on the back end, right? We saw a little bit of that in the preseason. Huge day for Randy Gregory and for Jonathan Cooper and Frank Clark. Obviously, Baron Browning will be on the physically unable to perform list to start the year. We'll see how all that plays out, Kyle. Uh, we're going to get back in the Broncos, okay, for sure. But it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. It's our lap around the league. Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. Let's go. Are you warmed up? Like, do you, do you need to stretch or anything for this lap? Uh, let, let me get a sip of water okay. here. For, let me hydrate. Mm. 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 Oh, put me in the game, coach. Let's go to work. Let's go right, to work. Got? We start today, week one of the NFL regular season, and this is a big one. We start in Atlanta, Kyle. It is Panthers at Falcons. The Falcons are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under in this game is 39-and-a-half. Now, whole new year for Carolina. Frank Wright comes in as a first-year head coach for the Panthers. New defensive coordinator, Ijiro Ivero, by the way, no, with right. number one overall pick, Bryce Young, making his first career start Who's he making it against? Against Atlanta's new defensive scheme with new defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. The last quarterback drafted number one overall who actually won his first start. Great piece of trivia here. David Carr, 2002. Since then, number one overall draft picks at quarterback making their first career starts 0-13-1. And they're going to face an Atlanta team who's... In a bit of a transitional phase themselves, right? They moved on from Matt Ryan. They're trying to find their quarterback of the future. They brought in Desmond Ritter last year out of the University of Cincinnati. He took over for Marcus Mariota about halfway through the season. Didn't look great, but Atlanta showed a proclivity to rush the football. Undrafted rookie Tyler Algier had over 1,000 yards. Then they go out and draft Bijan Robinson, number, what, eight overall. We expect them to be on the ground a lot today and throughout this season. Three-and-a-half-point favorites at home are the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Reese. Uh, quarterback's best friend is a good running game. I think the Falcons have that. I expect Pitts to be better this year as well. Um, it, give me Ritter and the Falcons, and uh, give me the points, too. I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I will go with the Falcons here. It's Like I said, you can't argue with 0-13-1 in the last 14 starts for number one overall draft picks, right, for quarterbacks. Tough to really argue with that. Give me Atlanta, though. I think the vibes are there in Atlanta. New defensive scheme. I like the vibe there. All right, moving to Indianapolis. This game is really interesting. Jags at Colts. Another new head coach, Shane Steichen, former Philly offensive coordinator after the Super Bowl, goes to Indianapolis. He's going to be in charge of number four overall pick, another rookie, Anthony Richardson, making his NFL debut today. Here's the thing. This is the something's got to give game, all right? The Colts have not won a season opener since 2013, but the home team in this matchup has won the last 11 straight. So something has to play out here one way or another. One streak is getting snapped. In fact, in fact, the Colts 
0-13 in their last, you know, season openers, in their last 13 season openers. Yikes. Second longest drought in NFL history, by the way. No Jonathan Taylor. Feels like it's going to be an uphill climb for Anthony Richardson to get things done offensively for Indianapolis throughout the real the regular season, really, if we're just going to keep it a buck there. Uh, Jacksonville coming off of an impressive performance in the playoffs. They beat the Chargers. Then they went to KC, went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Trevor Lawrence has not won a season opener in his career and has not been particularly good. Four touchdowns, four interceptions, 55% completion percentage, but they did add Calvin Ridley. They have big expectations for Doug Peterson and crew. Can you prove it? The Jags are a five-point favorite on the road. 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Jacksonville has what I like to call a whip. Uh, and I think they put it on full display. And Trevor Lawrence is going to tell Anthony Richardson what it's like to have your, your first start as a rookie in the NFL. I take Jacksonville big in this game. I love Jacksonville. Big year for Trevor Lawrence. We go to Minnesota where the Bucks are in town to play the Vikings. Minnesota, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. By the way, over-under on how many games Todd Bowles makes it before he's fired this year. Seven. Uh, five. Uh Mike Evans may not end up being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer throughout the course of this season. They didn't give him a new deal. By the way, Kansas City, are they going to come calling after what we saw on Thursday night? May very well be the case. Moving on from Tom Brady there in Tampa, Baker's going to tie the NFL record making a week one start for three different teams in three consecutive seasons. Minnesota, on the other hand, second best winning percentage in season openers since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. It's 73%. Big changes for them, though. They lose Patrick Peterson, Cameron Dantzler, Dalvin Cook, Zadarius Smith. They won an NFL record. What was it, 13 games by one score last year were Captain Kirk? Who do you have today? Bucks vikings uh, I'm taking the home team, and I really like Kirk Cousins. I don't know why, but I feel like he is a gamer, and he'll give them more than a puncher's chance. And, uh, and Tampa Bay's in disarray. The Titans are in New Orleans, and by the way, I'm with you. Give me Minnesota there. That will be a tighter game. The five and a half, I don't feel comfortable with it, to be real with you. You never know what you're going to get out of Baker Mayfield, but if I had to play a side, I'd lay the points. Titans at Saints. Two very interesting conversations here. DeAndre Hopkins was added to that Tennessee roster. It was an underwhelming year for them last year in Tennessee, but that AFC South is wide-ass open. So is the NFC South, where the Saints play with Derek Carr manning the helm for his very first uh, game in New Orleans. New Orleans has won four straight season openers. After the Chiefs lost on Thursday night, it is now the longest streak in the NFL, by the way. However, for Derek Carr, he's got to have a rookie left tackle defending his blind side today. Number 19 overall pick, Trevor Penning. That could be an issue against a good Titans defensive front. No Alvin Kamara today for the Saints. He'll be suspended for the first few games of the year. It'll, it'll be Jamal Williams in the backfield. Who do you like here? You've got a three-point spread, New Orleans at home. I like the home team. Uh, there's a lot of newness in this game. You talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Ryan Tannehill still plays quarterback, which is strange to me. Derek Carr with a new team. We haven't been able to say that in a decade. Uh, I, I still like just I'm taking the home teams if I can't figure out what's going on. I don't know. What's the point on this one? What would you say was the, was the line on this? The line on this game? Yeah. The line on this Saints, game is three. Titans. Three. New Orleans minus three. I, I think it's that close, but I take the Saints. Okay. Okay. All right. From there, we move to cards at commanders. And by the way. I probably have to lay the points there with the Saints, too, at home. I think they win the NFC South, so I'm with you there. Cards at Commanders, Arizona at Washington. 
I'm not even going to break this game down. This game's going to be a crap fest. But at least Mark Schlereth, who's on the call, is going to get a great scouting report for us next week. Broncos and Commanders, who do you have here? I take the Commanders. You find out, again, what you're up against next week as uh, how, how comes to town. Texans at Ravens. Mark Andrews will not play for Lamar Jackson, his trusty tight end, but this is a big year for Lamar. It's going to be a big proving year for Lamar Jackson. Fresh off a brand new contract, Odell Beckham Jr. in the fold, rookie Zay Flowers at wide receiver in the fold out of Boston College, right? And a new offensive coordinator. It's going to be a new world. They're going to start throwing the ball a little bit more in Baltimore. They're a 10-point favorite today at home, though. Yeah, Baltimore hasn't had a Pro Bowl wide receiver since the day before forever, and they went out and invested in that. Defensively, I'm a little bit worried about them. They had to go get some help in the secondary. They signed a former Bronco, Ronald Darby, just a few weeks ago. Um, So we'll see, Uh, but I don't think they're going to be tested against the Texans. Tough to lay the points there, but I probably would. Bengals at Browns. Joe Burrow, he's back and ready to go. Deshaun Watson, can he redeem himself this year? The Browns are a two-point dog at home to Cincinnati. What do we think? That man got his own money. Joe Burrow. He got his own money. 275 of those things. M's, by the way. Who you got, though? Uh, you know, I I said the Bengals don't make the playoffs this year. Might have been out on the limb. Wait, wait, I'm wait. telling you. Oh, God. We don't have time. Go ahead. Bengals better do it this year because they're going to be in a personnel crisis next year. So I'm going to take the Bengals. This is their year if it's going to be any. Give me the upset with Cleveland at home. Wow. Another Again wow. in the morning window, 49ers and Steelers. Here's another upset alert, by the way. Brock Purdy will play for the 49ers, heading in to face Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin, and T.J. Watt, who's back healthy. When he was healthy last year, pretty sure the Steelers were 8-2. and two, And when he didn't play, 1-6. and six. Big game, big year for the Steel Curtain. Big Mike Tomlin. Give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. Yeah. Give me the Steelers. That's a, long, that's a long trip. In the afternoon window, we've got Eagles at Patriots. The Super Bowl runner-up, Jalen Hurts, takes his team into Foxborough to face Mac Jones. And I'm not exactly sure who Mac Jones is going to be throwing to because the latest report is Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is about to explode per Albert Breer. And outside of that, they don't really have anybody at wide receiver in New England. Might be a lean year for Bill Belichick. Kind of a tough week in New England as uh, Matt Corral has gone missing. Uh, hopefully the, uh, that situation gets resolved in a positive way. Uh, but I think that Philadelphia uh, can picks up where they left, left off at last year. And that man got new money too, by the way. Philly lost a lot of key players on that defense, but reloaded to an extent. Their offense is still just as dynamic. Belichick will have something for him. He's had all offseason to prepare, but I still have Philly in this game. It's three and a half. The hook's going to come into play. I'd probably take New England in the points. Moving on. Dolphins at Chargers. Game of the day, probably to me. Tua heads in and plays Justin Herbert. This is a huge year. I mean, Tua and Vic Fangio, by the way, not just Tua. He's got Vic Fangio behind him now. No, Mr. Meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) Kellen Moore is now the OC in L.A. He replaces Joe Lombardi, who is now here in Denver. This is a big year for Justin Herbert. We always talk about, hey, eventual MVP. Guess what? He's my pick to win the MVP this year. I've got Chargers huge today, 41-24 over the Dolphins. Yeah, I think this is the year. For the Chargers, where they uh, where they start to exercise some of those demons, so I'm taking them at home, and uh, we're going to find out who's who. They're a three point favorite, by the way. Lay it, yeah, for sure. In Seattle, Geno Smith plays host to the L.A. Rams. Matt Stafford without Cooper Cup. We saw how that went last year. All right, Seattle's Seattle. a five point favorite. He's done. Seattle. Seattle. 
I'm with you. I think that's going to be a tight ball game, though. It's, I, it's, I'd, I'd be uncomfortable laying the five. Yeah, last year for the Rams was the beginning of the end. This is close to the end of the end. Give me Seattle straight up, though. Sunday night football tonight, Cowboys and Giants. They head to the Meadowlands to face New York. Dak Prescott. Now Trey Lance is in the building. He doesn't have Dalton Schultz anymore. CeeDee Lamb looks to build. No Zeke Elliott anymore. It's going to be Tony Pollard's show there in Dallas. And for the New York football Giants, after squeaking into the playoffs and then getting a win over Minnesota in the first round, what do you anticipate on the first Sunday night football matchup of the year? Really interesting. It's on the TV in the studio. It looks like a wet day in New York. Mm. Um, I am going to take the home team and the Giants to beat America's team in the Cowboys. America's team. America's team's the Colorado Buffalo. I don't know what you're talking about. you damn The New right. York football Giants minus th- – th- they're a three-point dog today at home. When you get a home team in prime time – that just came off the playoffs against the Dallas team with questions. I know that Dallas defense is going to be good. They just added Stephon Gilmore to bookend that defensive backfield with Trayvon Diggs. You still have Micah Parsons. Give me Daniel Jones. I, just, I don't believe. It was a big weekend for Duke, right? Last week, they upset Clemson. Leonard, man. Roll it right over. Yeah. Daniel Jones, he gets a job done tonight. And when we come back on the other side, we preview Broncos Raiders. Oh, by the way, from down in Miami where it's warm in the winter on up to Chicago where it's freezing in the winter, we miss the Packers and Bears. The Bears are a favorite today I at home. Say we missed them. <laughs> the Bear, oh, we missed them. The Bears are a one and a half point favorite today at home against the Green Bay Packers this afternoon. Thoughts? Bears. Jordan Love. Bears. You rocking with the, my Chicago Bears, huh? I'm not. You're not. I'm not. Green Bay Packers. Be Jordan. San France on opening day last Can year. Can you feel the love this afternoon at Soldier Field? The Bears will. Jordan Love, that is. All right. They say you can Let's always look. go home. You can't. <laughs> Stay your behind, boo. I'm here. Hey, man, this, that's a lifetime of pessimism that has festered for me in that regard. Broncos and Raiders today, huge matchup to kick off the Sean Payton era. How you feeling about this one, Kyle? How you feeling? How you feel this one's coming down? Super excited. Uh, ready to see the new Sean Payton offense in action. Ready to see a renewed Russell Wilson. Ready to see a revamped defense. Vance Joseph on a redemption tour. Uh, there's a lot of storylines at play here, so I'm excited to see them all. Is that it? How you think the game going to go? You, you ain't trying to go there, huh? You're not trying to go out in that limb, are you? How do I think the game is going to go? Yeah. I, no, I, I've got the Broncos for sure. Oh, yeah. What's the line? I didn't see it. The line, I think Denver's a three-and-a-half-point favorite today. Okay. That has not moved pretty much all offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would you lay it? Would you lay yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think the Broncos win by a touchdown for sure. Mm-hmm. You're nervous. See, I got Broncos. Now, see, look, look. No, wait, 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 no wait. you do this. You do this, man. I, I, I got Broncos 27-24. You guys aren't in here with me. I know when Matt does this. I got Broncos 27-24. Right. I, he, he put me out there. He wanted me to predict the game, and then he There's a hook on that line. That. Yeah. There's a hook on that line, and it can't catch a fish. And today, hopefully, Max Crosby doesn't get himself a big mouth bass, right? Because the Broncos and Sean Payton have been doing a lot of talking heading into this matchup. Yeah. Not necessarily about the Broncos, more about Sean Payton himself, but 
I, I like Denver in this game. I think they come out with a physical edge that we have not seen the last few seasons. I believe that because I think the training wheels have been on this offense. I think today Sean Payton takes the training wheels off of Russell Wilson, and he just lets him play. The Broncos are going to have to win one score, tight ball games, coin flips, a penalty here, play call there. That's just how it's going to go. I expect today to be the start of that for Sean Payton. It's week one. Don't anticipate a very smooth operation right out of the chute. However, you can anticipate a better performance consistently than what we saw in all of the entirety of the 2022 season. Broncos 27, Raiders 24. It's a hell of a rivalry weekend. You beat Nebraska. You beat the Raiders. We come in here tomorrow. It's a celebration Monday. Look, man, but you're telling me the Broncos are going to score 27 points, but it's not going to be a smooth operation. They almost double their output from last year, and you're telling me it's going to be a rough start? I saw Jerry Rosberg. I saw Rosberg at the end of the year put up those numbers. I saw them do this. Did it look like a smooth operation at that point to you? Uh, no, okay. it didn't. All right, so, all right, I just, 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 just check yourself. Just check yourself. Mm, no. I do think it'll be smoother, though. You know why? Because the play calling's better, and we've already seen it this preseason, Kyle. The run to set up the pass in the play-action game, that was effective throughout the preseason. Last year, Denver was 31st in the league in play-action usage percentage. That will change this year because Sean Payton's going to put Russ in a position to do something, to do a little something with that football. He will. It's going to change because they'll be better at running the football. Bottom line, you're going to have an effective ground game. And when you can actually establish that up front, you make the defense come up, you beat them over the top, hopefully. Without Jerry Judy today, though, what is your concern level on not having Judy in the lineup? Um, I'd say it's out about six. Five, six-ish, somewhere in there. Um, But they do have solutions for that. And this is, again, a very tight end heavy offense. So uh, I I don't doubt that there's been a a contingency plan in place. And I think it'll be a successful one, especially if Dulcich and I think Troutman get involved early. Are you ready to catch this work and pick them again this year? Oh, here you go. Put the hands on you. Here you go, man. Defending champ. The road to repeat starts this week. I had the Chiefs the other night. Full disclosure, had the Chiefs the other night. Felt, felt felt okay about I think it. most people did. Yeah, they did. I think about 91% of the entries. And by the way, if you haven't, in the next hour, you got plenty of time. King Supers fan football pick them at denversports.com. See if you can take down the champ. I mean, we've got guys who are paid to analyze football for the big networks. Mark Schlereth, Chad. I beat them all. Right. I beat them all. Okay, so you, See got, if you can come at the king. You can't go back to Chicago, right? Uh-uh. We're, we're getting ready to run you out of here. Oh, yeah. So why don't you just buy a house in Vegas? I got you said you're so good at this. <laughs> go, go out there. Why don't you just They're gonna buy a house in Vegas? They're going to give me one. They're going to comp me one. They're going to comp me one. Uh, They're going to say, Matt, come out here live for free. And I say, hey. I took you for all you were worth last year. I know you don't want that happening again. Give it a year. You'll be living in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you missed any of our Buffs chat, we opened the show with a, a heavy amount of that. Nebraska obviously losing yesterday, 36-14. to 14, The Buffs victorious. They're 2-0, most likely a top-20 team of the country come the next AP Top 25 poll, heading into next weekend's matchup with CSU in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Big noon kickoff will be here. College game day coming to Boulder for the first time since 1996. DenverSports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you tune into the fan weekends. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese if you want that Buffs breakdown. Otherwise, good luck on your picks. Good luck with your fantasy teams. 
Nate Jackson, and no Sean Moreno are the next leg of our Broncos pregame, leading up to DMAC and Mike Evans, as they always are, at Mile High Station. Go Broncos for Matt Smith and Kyle Reese on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan.